0: This is Jim Callis from Embleby Pipeline. You're listening to Friars on the Farm.
1: Welcome to Friars on the Farm podcast. I'm Donovan, and today we're going to be joined by Jim Callis. We're going to talk about the draft. We're going to talk about... Uh, the effects of the kind of the shutdown of sports. And a little bit later on, we're going to go into quarantine questions where he's going to answer the questions of what he thinks is happening over in his colleague, Jonathan Mayo's house. Uh, and we will talk to Jonathan Mayo later on to find out what he thinks is happening in the Callus house. So, Jim, how are you?
0: I'm doing good. How are you doing, Donovan? Good. How
1: are you guys holding up there? It's your wife, children, and like a pack of long haired golden <laughs> retrievers, yeah?
0: Yeah, it's um, you know, we've got four kids. They're all you know, ages eighteen to twenty-four. Um, one of them goes to college in Chicago, so he's just stayed in his apartment with his roommates. But um, two of our other three were actually in the um, United Kingdom when Trump spoke for the first time on Whoa. March eleventh, and Trump, of course, misspoke and made it sound like nobody was going to be allowed to come back in the country unless you were flying in from the uk and i had a daughter my daughter who was over there in a gap year program was going to go to iceland but we got them home okay and we got we usually just have three golden retrievers but we got my oldest son who's a graduate student at oxford we got his golden retriever home as well so so for right now we have four golden retrievers and three kids now
1: man a, a kid at oxford uh, in grad school man you you're doing it right you you've done well yeah, the kids. The kids are. The
0: kids are all doing pretty well. So, um, but yeah, it's. I uh, need to get them off the payroll at some point. Hopefully soon. <laughs> uh, that's, that's. We'll see.
1: Okay, so has there been any talk? Uh, any more talk of a solid date of the draft or how many rounds?
0: No, nothing's concrete. I mean, the the, the way, you know, it's part of negotiating. You know, base. You know, the, the the big issues for the owners and the players were negotiating, service time. And, you know, what happens with contracts and salaries and and those types of things. But they did, you know, discuss the draft and and approve some changes for the next two years. This year, you know, the owners originally proposed not having a draft at all and they can take the draft to as few as five rounds. I know the teams I've talked to a lot of I've talked to a lot of people and I think everybody from a scouting team standpoint would like to see 10 rounds. Right. Yeah. I don't think it'll be more than 10. I mean, they'd like to see more, but they'd like to see at least 10, you know, I think it'll be between five and 10 and similarly the draft was going to begin June 10th and it can be pushed back to as late as July 20th. And I, I believe the thinking on that is, you know, nobody knows right now, obviously, right. but some hope that um, if we do get back outside to some extent that you'd be able to, I, you, we're not going to see combines like that. that gets floated. Play, the best players aren't going to go to combines. I don't think people are going to fly all over the country to go to combines. But that you might have be able to work players out. You know, like you okay. know, you're you know, like like you know, not they'd go. You know, people would come to the player, and you know, pitchers could throw bullpens or you know, hitters could take BP and take ground balls. You know, whatever. Just you could kind of get a feel like, okay, the guy still looks like we remember, type of thing. So I think that's what the hope is on the pushing it back to um to July 20th, as late as July 20th. Yeah. Um. And, and but I, and I think with that agreement, when this agreement came out, and it was a few weeks ago, the draft was a very very small part of it. And I think right now nobody's really you know from a MLB or union standpoint is really worrying about the draft. I think the big issue is. You know, can we figure out a way to get some sort of Major League Baseball that's safe and viable and could work? And the draft is is very much on the back burner. So um, long answer there, but I I think I think it'll be five rounds or 10 rounds. I'm guessing just with the way things are going and we're hopefully going to err on the safe side that we probably aren't going to get out real soon and be you know full-blown back to normal in which case you know maybe they'll wait you know another month in hopes that it, it'll be you know if i had to guess as of today i would guess five rounds not 10 and i would guess probably closer to july 20th and june 10 than june 10th you know okay. we're all just guessing no, and and then don i mean i should ask you because you play very politely as to me uh, how are things on on your end are you well, and your family everybody safe and well? well
1: i tell you everyone in our family and extended family are safe um my wife works from home uh, very much to my well my wife works from home and i've had a lot of time off um i'm i'm still working where uh, where i work i work for a college for a university um, i i'm an essential staff um so I still have a full time job. I'm still getting full time pay. Nothing has really changed, other than I I do work like half days a lot of times. Um, I have two weeks coming up where I'm paid leave, um, which really bugs my wife because I you know I'm a like, hey, what are you doing? I'm doing this bit, you know. I, like I get in her way uh, by just being bored. Yeah. <laughs> so we're very blessed, and um and I realize in what I do in food service, um all my friends are unemployed, are furloughed, and they're just sitting at home. Uh watching TV and um, we're just I'm, I'm very blessed, so thanks for asking so my, my question is, Good. so with the shorter draft, do you feel like, like there's a lot of those people that are in you know in the complexes some of the minor leaguers that maybe not have gone to affiliate ball be put into the uh, in, put into affiliate ball or to fill the void?
0: Well I mean I'm not a doctor, I don't know how this is all exactly going to play out. You look at how hard it's going to be to try to figure out how to do Major League Baseball. I honestly, and again, I I mean, I'm, I'm just speculating here. I don't have any inside right. information Work for MLB.com. I don't think we're going to have Minor League Baseball this year. I, I just don't see how it's possible. Um, you know, it's going to be hard enough to get the Major Leagues going by mid-summer. I, I think what we might see that's more realistic, and again, I mean, we don't know how this is going to play out, right. but what, what's more realistic is that, We will at some point see, because, you know, you you need at-bats and innings for your minor league guys. Especially pitching's could going to be messed up for a couple of years. You you know, everywhere with with pitchers not pitching very many innings this year, you know, especially like, you know, we may have some some semblance. I'm optimistic, well, they may figure something out major league-wise, but minor leagues could be a lot tougher. And I, I think the best case scenario that seems realistic to me is that you have some sort of... You know, basically like minor league spring training. Yeah. Like you'll have your, everybody, you'll have your minor leaguers at your complex and your double A and triple A guys will come over to my place and I'll send my class A guys over to your place. Um, you know, and maybe we'll have like some short season rookie teams and exchange that too, but we'll have that. But I, I don't think, I, I, you know, I think that's well, I mean, farm directors are probably trying to figure out how to get playing time for guys, but I, I just don't think we're going to have minor league teams. Minor league baseball, as we know it, this season. So I don't think anybody's really. I don't think it's really going to be an issue. I, I think it's all going to be, you know, if they could pull it off, complex based.
1: Right, right. And major league baseball really does have more fish, bigger fish to fry than making sure that minor league affiliates are getting their players and that they're actually playing games there. Do you want? Well, to- I mean,
0: if you just think of the logistics, I mean, that are going to be tough to just have major league teams play. Yeah. And then, you know, everybody's got five or six or more minor league teams. Like, that's that much more logistical difficulty with all those guys. So
1: so do you um, want to weigh in on some of the uh, MLB's thoughts and proposals for uh, for having, you know, either all the games play in Arizona or have them bi-coastal with Florida and Arizona? Even the crazy idea to play in Japan? Do you want to weigh yeah, in
0: on I that? Yeah, mean, I mean, I think, like, you know, the stuff that leaks out is – not really. Like we're getting snippets. We're not really getting fully formed ideas. Right. And like when we see stuff gets leaked out, I don't know. The, you know, we don't know that like somebody said, "Hey, this can happen," or they're just brainstorming everything possible. So, I, you know, I, I mean, you know, who knows? I mean, it, you know, we're not going to. It won't be Major League Baseball as we know it. I, you know, whatever we get, it'll, there'll be some changes. Uh, you know, and I'm fine with that. I. I don't really love the concept of, well, instead of National League and American League, we're going to have Grapefruit League and Cactus League, Um, you know, and the teams will be, you know, like, that that just is odd to me. Like, the the Indians wouldn't be in the American League. They'd be in the Cactus League. Like, it feels like there's more National League teams in Arizona. Yeah. Does that seem –
1: No, it absolutely seems fair.
0: Yeah, and so that you'd have – the Indians would be an American League team I mean a National League team and the Angels would be a National League team and the Mariners would be a National League team and then I guess everybody would have to have a DH right, right, right. I mean <laughs> you know that would put some teams in a disadvantage um you know I don't you know like I said I'm I'm trying to remain optimistic. I just think it's, it, it's going to be very tough to work, work out all the logistics, and I'm not even involved with trying to do that. I, I just think two things are going to be tough, even if we can get it to where there's enough testing and we feel like they're safe. The, I, I, I think two huge hurdles are going to be, one, I mean, you're already seeing a number of players say publicly – they don't want to be quarantined away from their family for four to six months. There right. are guys who've just had kids. There are guys who have young children. There are guys whose wives are pregnant. There are guys who, you know, may have you know family members who are older and sick. And I just think it's going to be tough if, if this is the players have to you know go off and be isolated somewhere for four to six months, and you can't really do much, you know, if that's the case beyond going to the park and playing, and then.
1: And then all that support staff, normally with with the uh, with the organizations, but the the support staff in the hotels—they're going to have to rent complete hotels for just maybe a team or two.
0: Yeah, so like like, like I think that's going to be difficult. And then, I mean, there's there's also I've heard rumblings that you know postseason like a lot of the TV money, you know, for a lot of the for, you know most a lot of teams don't like really get like super lucrative local tv deals you know the big tv money is from the package nationally um in that some owners would feel like if they play games without fans which almost certainly seems to be what would happen that they would lose money playing games without fans and so then they're like are they gonna have to go to the union and ask for you know like a discount on their prorated salaries and is that going to go over well so i and then that's just the not those are just Non-health issues, right? right. Um, So I don't know. I mean, I'm 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 trying to stay optimistic that we'll have a season. I don't necessarily think it. I mean, you know, I think it's going to be a while before we get to that point. It may not be a long season. I would guess, and this is just me guessing, that we'll have. Expanded playoffs, you know, sixteen teams, four rounds. It won't be one game and go home. Like that, they'll create more playoff games because that would be a way to recoup some money. Because I think those games would be very popular <laughs> for people to watch. So, like, like you could, I think there would be demand for those, and they could, you know, you know, like. So, I think that would be good. But I don't, you know, I don't know. I yeah, mean, right? I'm optimistic. But I mean, we're not even at a point, you know. And then the thing is, too, I mean, we're not even at a point where like you know i mean, we'll see i mean it sounds it's even like
1: impossible right we're not even close to even having enough testing for the public that we would have for you know to to delegate any of that resources to to a
0: sport right i mean in mlb you know like like we got a memo i'm sure the memo has been released but like people like me who work for you know mlb directly you got a memo that you know it basically said hey you know one of the things it said is everybody's going to be paid through may 31st which is nice um since when we it was april 30th so like okay i've got a couple more paychecks coming for sure (laughs) um and i'm not trying to be facetious that was nice but like one of the things that said in there was that that they would not they're not looking to do anything that would take away from the public like s from the public like and put themselves above the public um but yeah i mean and you know and even the notion that you know, there could be a significant number of tests where there's false negatives. Yeah. Like, that's a problem, too. Because the, the thing is, we, we, you know, baseball probably will be the, f- I would guess, as of now, the first sport to try to get going again. I don't know what basketball and hockey are going to do. Um, but, like, with any of these sports, if you start back up and then you start having players test positive,
1: it's a really, yeah. really
0: bad look. It gums it, down, you know, it, it gums it all up because then you're going to have to quarantine whole teams and the teams they played, and it's going to just shut things down for two weeks. Um, so I don't know. I, I'm, try, I'm trying to stay optimistic, Donovan, that we'll have a big, big season. I, I still I, I still have legitimate hope that we will. I just don't have any idea when. And, and like I said, I mean, I know MLB has been getting knocked around a little bit like when some of this stuff leaks out. and. Like I'm not a you know a company man. I'm just going to defend anything they do. But I right. I do think like when this stuff leaks out, you know, like like going to play in Japan, like I mean that seems like crazy in a lot of ways.
1: But exactly, it seems
0: counterintuitive. You, you just, you, you just be people brainstorming, um, and you know, so who knows? I mean, you know, I mean. I mean, wasn't there like what was it? Australian rules football, or rugby, or soccer? Somebody where they were gonna like send all their teams to like some island, and they would just live yeah, the, on the island. MMA and
1: guys, sport. yeah, it was the uh, it was the fighting guys, the MMA guys that wanted to do all the fights. Yeah, the...
0: <laughs> That's so crazy. You know, it's like like I said, it's tough. I mean, there's 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 so many more important things in sport right now. Yeah, but you know, we'll see. I'm um, you know, I, I hope we have a major league season, and I and I I'm still optimistic that, that maybe we will you know later in the summer yeah.
1: well you know and i forgot to mention that uh, california governor newsom gavin newsom did say today in his briefer in his uh, press conference that seeing any large sports or any large gatherings probably not happening
0: this summer so i mean realistically i mean is it really going to happen before there's a vaccine like yeah. like i mean i know everybody's like i mean and look i don't blame the nfl, the NFL right now is is going forward with the notion that we'll be proceeding as normal in the fall. And I'm sure they're also proceeding, you know, developing contingency plans. But I mean, as much as you know, anybody loves sports, like I just don't see 50, 60,000 people going, you know, being in a, a state, NFL or a hundred thousand people in the college football stadium in September. That just, yeah. that does not, without a vaccine, that just seems like that. I mean, that would be a great way if the virus comes back yeah which because we're not gonna have a vaccine to like have it explode by having you know hundred thousand people at a football game and then they all go home you know some people out of state I mean I I, I, I don't know I, I just think until we get it again I'm not a doctor right, we're just talking. Right, right Until we get a vaccine I don't know how it's gonna be feasible to have crowds of tens of thousands of people at, at any kind of event. yeah
1: so right now you guys will be putting together your draft lists and yep. uh, Man. how And so kind of explain how that goes on. And now that it's shut down, you're just working on old data or just the most recent data. How does that process work now?
0: Well, you know, it's not too much different than what we would normally do. I mean, this is like our schedule is kind of the same thing every year. We'll we'll do a list. We actually did 100 instead of 50, you know, right before the winter meetings this year because with the Arizona Fall League schedule moving earlier, we had more time on our hands. So we did, we just started with 100 instead of 50. And then we would normally expand, you know, do our first expansion now and then a second expansion in mid May, after, you know, basically after spring training ends. So um, we're doing it the way we, we, we always do. I mean, I've probably talked to, uh, I've lost track, but I probably talked to about 15 or 20 area scouts. And I'm, I'm talking to a bunch of cross checkers from my half of the country right now working on that um and so we're doing that and you know i mean normally you know guys would still be playing right but you know like i made my first calls a couple weeks ago and it only been shut down for a couple weeks so it was like like it was obviously the circumstances are different but like the amount of information that you would have had when i started making those calls wasn't that much different i mean what's weird is you know obviously nobody's gonna play again so like while you know, normally we'd be making calls now, like we are, and then we'd basically get you know we we'd expand and shuffle around our list, and then you'd almost literally get right back on the phone and start calling guys again to help you know go to, to dig deeper, and then guys change you know you're constantly monitoring that, and and this year, I mean we'll have a top 150 out at, at some point next week, and when we have that top 150, I, I can't imagine we, we're going to change the order for any reason, you know unless like somebody got hurt, like an injury cropped up. Right, I mean, nothing right. you' know, going to continue to play. Um, and so those guys will just kind of be locked in, which is unusual because, you know, it, it's always kind of fluid, but it but it won't be this year.
1: So where are organizations right now with their draft board? I, and I'm sure they have, you know, all that data, you know, going back from high school to them in college. But a lot of guys fall and rise during the season. A lot of you have your pop-ups, uh, pop-up prospects that come up. Where are they right now in their in their draft process?
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, I think one thing, like I know you know this, but like fans don't necessarily realize, unless you like really follow the draft, is you do a lot of work the previous summer, you know, especially on the high school side, seeing high school players, you know, it's not necessarily true game situations all the time, or or you know, like you know, with pitchers, it's more short bursts, but you're seeing the best high school players face the best high school players which you know depending on what area you're, you're from the country you're from like you know like like i'm in the chicago area and we have probably the best shortstop in the draft this year's high school kid ed howard from mount carmel well ed howard's not going to face a lot of pro caliber or future pro ca- competition in high school this season you know, in, in, you know, in the Chicago area, but like all summer he's facing the best of the best. And so you, you draw a lot of conclusions from that. you know, same with college leagues, you know, college players using wood bats yeah. and, and, you know, and, and there's a lot of really good college leagues out there. So you still have all that data. You still have, you got to see guys in fall practice. You got to go to, to Jupiter, which is this huge showcase in October. You got, you know, like a month with pitchers this year. You know, the odd thing is, you know, pitchers come out, you know, you know, the arms are fresh. You know, generally you're not playing as tough a schedule and out of conference early in the season. If you're, you know, one of the powerhouse programs. Um, so, you know, like you have all these guys with crazy strength to walk ratios, you know, high school guys are difficult this year. I mean, there's are some areas of the country where they haven't even played a game yet, you know, yeah. and, you know, and you're kind of drawn, you know, like, 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 I think that's what hurts is, you know, like, I mean, obviously this is a Padres podcast. They gave Hudson head $3 million last year in the third round. And he who's a guy who emerged during the spring. Like he, the guys like that won't have the chance, yeah. you know, your projectable high school pitchers where you're hoping to see if they, if their stuff took a step forward, they don't have a chance. The you know, same thing with college guys. Like there are guys who emerge over the course of the season and there are guys who emerged early and then now you have to like be like, okay, you know, how much do I wait? Four weeks, you know, especially if it's a pitcher. I didn't get to see if like you know, maybe the stuff tailed off a little bit as he got tired later in the year. So it is kind of difficult from that aspect. I mean, I do know teams. I think, area guys for the most part put their kind of line up their guys in order and got their reports in on guys they saw. Like I know their teams doing video work. Maybe it's a guy you didn't get to go see, but there's college video of him. So you turn in a report on that, um, or, you know, you didn't get to see him and there's video from them last summer. So you kind of take an impression from that, but yeah, teams are, you know, I don't think they're at the point where there's so much putting their draft board, they're setting their draft boards. Cause like the draft might not even be for another three months, right. but they're doing the things you would do, like, like you're doing it, you know, via zoom or whatever <laughs> conference calls, <laughs> like kind of like, kind of doing some of that preparation you know, like I, I know there are teams that are kind of lining up guys by position, um, you know, or they're, you know, they're doing their meetings where you'd meet with the area scouts and they're kind of giving the breakdown of their players. And you might challenge them on a couple things or ask, you know, hey, what about this? You know, so teams are doing that type of stuff to stay busy. Um, you know, I don't think anybody's really delving into signability yet, because if we have a five round draft versus 10 round draft, you know, that'll make a difference in how much flexibility you have to try to. Move money around to to guys who might might sign for more than their their bonus slot, but yeah, I mean, teams are are staying busy. Um, you know, I mean, I, I you, you can you know keep doing that. I mean, I would think maybe in a month or so.
1: Well, would you, uh, real quick would would uh yeah. would organizations want to like want only a five round draft to maybe save money?
0: No, no but The owners want a five-round draft to save money. Yeah. The organizations want a ten-round draft, or you know, because bo- the thing is, like in, in previous years, you know, you have your slots, you know, that are you know all six-figure slots around six through ten. But anybody after the tenth round who wasn't drafted, you could sign for one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars. Now, one of the rules they put through for this year and next is, if you aren't drafted you can only get $20,000. You can't even move money around your bonus pool and pay those guys more than 20. It's only 20. So, if you have around 6 to 10, that would theoretically allow you to draft five more guys and pay them, you know, or you could go the senior sign route and, you know, overpay a high school guy earlier, but it's going to make it more difficult to sign those guys if you can only sign them for $20,000.
1: So that's really going to affect the, you know, the high, a, lot, a lot less high school guys are going to get picked up and more seniors. I, I, and think, more... I think
0: that's wrong. I think that's wrong. I, I think I think if we have a five round draft or a 10 round draft, I think it will look very much like a normal draft would if it were 40 rounds in those rounds. I still think, you know, I think last year I counted. I think the number of Donovan was 40 high school players in the first five rounds got $600,000 or more. And I think even if we have a five round draft this year, that'll be very similar number. You know, it might be, it might be 500,000. It might be a little tougher to pay them because you don't have the flexibility, but I still think you'll see the top, you know, three dozen or so high school players are still going to sign. Um, and you know, And most of the high school guys who got big money got it in the first five rounds. So I think there were, four guys maybe who got 600,000 or more after the fifth round. Wow. And like that won't happen, you know, th- that won't happen. But I still think you'll see roughly this, you know, like the, whatever number of top 200 guys on our top 200 list sign out of high school in a typical year. I still think that'll be pretty similar this year.
1: So so next year's, next year's uh, high school and college crop should be pretty deep for just a lot of those guys that are getting that extra year and that didn't get picked in the first five rounds.
0: Yeah, I mean, see, the thing is, um, like next year it's already only a 20-round draft, and there's going to be more stuff negotiated, and it wouldn't shock me if that gets knocked down to 10. Um, So there's no guarantee it's even going to be 20 rounds. And what people don't, like, (laughs) I actually think, I, I don't know a decent number, well, what the exact number will be, but, like, I counted up last year after the fifth round, 395 players got six-figure bonuses. Most of those guys were college juniors. Yes, they've they've been granted an extra year of eligibility. So you you the college junior this year goes back to school for baseball will be a college junior. What what is not true? That does not give those guys extra leverage because they will be 22 year old juniors next year, and 22 year old juniors do not get paid. They right. now if you okay. a big year. You could, but you're not going to be a 22 year old junior and get you know full slot in the round next year. Plus, we don't even know what college baseball is going to look like next year. If you know, there's no tournament basketball money this year. And there's no tournament. There may not be fans at college football games next year, which will which will severely impact. You may have college programs that say, colleges that say, "Look, we can't do spring sports this year." Like Oof. like I'm not saying across the board, but that's possible. Right, right. It, it happen. And if everybody let's say everybody just goes back to school like I'm not signing for 20. Everybody says that you're going to have your guys who went six to 15th round who got six figure bonuses. All of them go back. You're going to have everybody next year who would have gotten six to 15th round, you know, six figure bonuses. Well, if they, if all those guys go back, that's that's twice the normal amount of those players in a, in a normal draft. Half of them aren't going in the sixth to fifteenth round. Um, and if you're a 22 year old junior and you're the guy who gets pushed down, you're not getting. You might get you know fifty thousand next year, maybe. Because the thing is, you have no leverage next year as a 22 year old junior. Because what are you going to tell a scout? Oh, I'll go back next year for my senior year. I'll be a 23 year old senior. And then if I if I'm a team, I'll say okay. And if we bother to draft you next year, you'll get a thousand dollars. Good luck. Right. right. Uh, and like the hanging over all this is, we know MLB was already trying to reduce the number of minor league teams. You may have minor league teams go out of business this year and just take care of that proposal for MLB. So you, you could have next year. You could have college baseball in disarray because you know, teams can't afford to play full you know spring sports potentially. You're going to have you know a, a glutted draft. We could have, you know, it's twenty rounds right now. It could be fewer than twenty. Um, so, so anyway, what I'm saying is, and like, I like college baseball. I'm not slamming college baseball, but like, if you, if you want to get your degree, and then, and that's an admirable goal, then yeah, you should probably go back because you yeah. could get it in four years. If you want to play pro ball, you might just. I mean, look, it stinks because going into a five-round draft instead of ten that saves a million dollars per team. Doing this twenty thousand dollar rule saves roughly a million a million and a half per team, and two to two to two and a half million dollars isn't that much in a, in a team's budget. Like even in a year with lost revenue, like like you could have had a semblance of a normal draft if you said, "Hey, we'll let you got, we'll let everybody sign, we'll have ten rounds, and we'll sign. You can sign ten non drafted free agents for a hundred thousand each. That would have been a more of a semblance of a normal draft. Because what stinks for those players is. These guys aren't going out and, like, you know, blowing $125,000 bonus on a sports car. These guys are paying college loans because most of them, almost no college players are on full scholarship. So they're paying off college loans. And then when they're not making any money playing in the minors, they're using their bonus money to to eat healthier and to train better on their own because they're making, you know, like you know, a thousand dollars, a little month. bit more than a thousand dollars a month for like five months out of the year. <laughs> so like they need that money and they can't get it. But but the harsh reality I think and I don't know if they're gonna realize it or not, we'll see, is that if you want to play Pro Ball, next year you could be looking at another really reduced draft. You could be looking at fewer minor league teams, in which case a lot of teams are going to be having to release more players than they need to sign. And I think you're better off if 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 Pro Ball is your end game, you're better off going to pro ball. I'm not saying out of high school, like that would make sense to me. Although I think a lot of freshmen are going to find out there's going to be a scholarship crunch. If guys go back and some guys will that there's going to be freshmen who find out after whenever the signing deadline is, Oh, like by all these juniors went back to my school, there's not room for me. I'm out of luck. Like, you know, and then maybe they go junior college, but, but I do think if you're a college junior or a college senior and you want to play pro ball and you get that opportunity even if it's only for twenty thousand dollars, I think the wise move for some of those guys would be to take the twenty. Yeah.
1: So I, I feel I'm going to change gears here for just a second because you you mentioned something that the minor league, you know, the one twenty plan. This this whole this whole pandemic that's happening kind of really falls into the hands of what Major League Baseball wants to do with lowering the teams. And some, like you said, some teams may just not make it. Um, but it just seems like it's just falling into right what they want to do. Less less minor league teams. We can't help it. We have less players because we have little 20-20 rounds in the draft. Um, it's, it's it's really tough.
0: Yeah, I mean, and the tough thing is for them. I mean, it was going to be tough for the minor leagues anyway. Because like, when I began my career at Baseball America, there was a, a, a tough PBA negotiation between the majors and minors. More about facilities because there were a lot of really decrepit facilities back then. The bottom line is, even without the pandemic, MLB has the players. The minor leagues don't. Right. Um, so in the end, I, I always felt like MLB was probably going to get most of what they wanted because you need to play. Like Joe Sheehan of, you know, Revers for Sports Illustrated and Baseball America made a point that, you know, if your business model depends on somebody else paying your employees, that's a tenuous business model, <laughs> and, and and he's right. And and now I think even more so, MLB is going to be, you know, with all the lost revenue this year, more determined to have the minor leagues shoulder more of the costs. And the minor leagues are going to have even. I mean, if you have a year where there's no minor leagues, like I like I would assume some teams probably go out of business, and a lot of teams are going to lose money. Yeah. Um, you know, and a lot of money and. You know, and so then what's your alternative? If, if, if you know when it comes to negotiating next year, you're, you, you, you already needed the players. Now you need them more than ever. And MLB can easily say, you know, it's unfortunate. But like, look, we just lost a lot of revenue last year. You know, if we have to, we'll save money. And we'll have the minor leagues at our spring training complexes in 2021. And so then you're going to have. A pandemic year where there's probably no minor leagues, and then a year where you have no players. Like that would kill the minor leagues and, yeah. and the minor leagues. Like so, I mean, it's unfortunate. You don't want to see cities lose baseball. I, I think, you know, there's a lot of you know. I mean, there's some value beyond dollars and cents to to developing fans. You know, you're not just developing players; you're developing fans in Absolutely. these markets all over the country. But but the minor leagues are in a really tough place. Well, also you have,
1: you know, with all this lost revenue. The article that I read in Baseball Digest talks about having, you know, the, the next couple of years, there can be a couple of expansion teams. They can kind of get some of that money recouped on expansion fees, and then they're going to need another four levels of minor, at least another, you know, two teams, at least another eight levels of minor league baseball. So it, it, it's very kind of in a weird situation where major league baseball is like, well, if we cut all these players and all these teams, you know, some by you know running out of business and some of us not just giving you guys to play, I'm. We're gonna need eight more of those teams back, and this
0: dream. Yeah, but I think that's pretty league, easy, is it? I, I think getting eight teams back. Yeah, I think that would be pretty easy to do. I mean, you like it's like. I mean, every time there's been expansion, they've they've expanded, as well. Um, so yeah, I, I I don't. I mean, even if like and again, we don't know, but let's say we get down to 120 minor league teams next year. Everybody has you know essentially four full season teams, you know, and it does other stuff. Their complexes. You could find eight markets. There would be teams that wanted those minor league franchises. You would find those markets. You, what you also, too, would probably see in some cases is it's not like you're just going to create two AAA teams out of thin air. You would probably have two AA markets move up to AAA or two really good Class A markets move up. to like Like when I worked in Baseball America and I lived in Durham when I started, Durham was a high class A team and it was, you know, the movie came out, you were know, a really successful team. And, you know, now Durham has a triple A team. So it's not like you're looking for two more triple A cities. You kind of, I think you would probably see minor, existing minor league teams, quote unquote promoted. And then you'd be looking for like eight teams, like more at the low class A level.
1: Okay. Well then, and then, and then the realignment with, with teams, with uh, you know, having their minor league affiliates close to their parent clubs, and here in California, we got, you know, we got the A's, we've we got A's, we got the Giants, we got the Padres. Dog, we have like seven teams, like six teams off the top of my head, um, that need to have affiliates in the region. So that kind of there's going to have to be some shuffling of of affiliates, and for the Padres with uh, you know, with their A ball club in Fort Wayne, that's a, a top of the line. Organization, a top of the line facility, they're not going to want to give that up. So you know, well,
0: other- no, I don't. Think, I don't think they'd give it up. I don't think they would make teams do that. And and like you're saying, I mean, all affiliates aren't geographic. I mean, the Dodgers are. In, I, I think in Tulsa, the Dodgers are in Great Lakes. I mean, like like I don't. You know, you wouldn't see. It's not like they'd just be eliminating the Pacific Coast League. But I mean, I mean, look, I mean, there'd be some logistics involved with that. But uh, I mean. You, the reality, if you have a, if you have the 120 best minor league markets, or theoretically the best or most desirable, or however they're yeah. picking them, they'll they'll figure it out. They'll, you know, like yeah. I mean, I think there'll be. Like, I don't have the list in front of me, and I, I haven't you know done a lot with that story. But like, if, if if somebody loses their Cal League franchise because it's deemed like not a you know not a good ballpark situation or whatever. Then they'll find another high class A affiliate. That's just the way it'll be.
1: I think it was Lancaster they're getting rid of in the Cali League and uh, in the Northwest League. It would be Tri City. So I think there is really only two teams here on the West Coast that they're, you know, they're really trying to focus on the short season team, the Pioneer League and the Appy League. Yeah, two parts of the country that me and my wife are looking to move to. Uh, even Chattanooga's on that list, and we're looking at moving to Chattanooga in four years, but we'll see how that all how that all Figures out for us. Um, So now MLB has kind of relaxed relaxed the scouts' contacts with players, um, and it's kind of weird how they have them not being able to see any more uh, data past March 27th. What's the difference between the new stuff and what they have from the old
0: data? I, I think there's two reasons for that. And again, I mean, this is just me thinking it through. One, I think they want to make sure that if – Somebody has so, has something from after the shutdown that everybody has it. But I think more importantly, what they don't want to have is a situation where everybody feels like they need to have new video and show people what they're doing. So then you have your you know potential top you know draft pick who wants to show people his arm's still in good shape. He goes and gets his buddy, the high school catcher, to come catch a bullpen for him, or you know, hit him ground balls or or whatever. And then all of a sudden we're, we're, we're breaking what we're not supposed to be doing, which is essentially, I guess, mingling households, right? Right. You know, or, you know, like, Hey, this guy's going to take BP and this pitcher will throw to him and three guys will go shag. Well, now you've got five high school kids who are, and look, I mean, we know it's not happening to the letter of, it's not a law, but you know, it's not happening perfectly right now, but like they don't want to encourage people to do things that would be unhealthy for the public at large. So I, I think that's what it is If because, you know, th- they just don't want that to have happened. So I, I think that's what the prohibition is on, on that type of stuff.
1: You know, and it's funny, we just got back from Costco before I called you and you know, it's, we're doing our best in uh, even a large kind of place like Costco, but it's still not happening on a, you know, to the, you know, to the T.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll give you like two. I, I just went to the grocery store this afternoon and, um, you know, 90 percent of people were wearing masks like in Chicago, in Illinois, you're supposed to wear masks in a situation like that. But they're like, no, you know, 10, 15 percent of people weren't. And then my son, who's the captain of the baseball team at Oxford, and unfortunately, I mean, their season's not going to continue. But we went out and he was long tossing. He threw like 40 pitches into a net and all that. And we went out to the local high school baseball field so we could use their bullpen mound he could pitch off of after you know we did some long tossing and there were three guys from the local high school in one of the cages pitching to each other picking up balls all that and like i mean again i understand it's tough but like that's exactly what you're not supposed to be doing right right thinking three households like you know it's you know and again i mean so so yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it just, that's what it is. I mean, that's not as stupid as like, hey, everybody going to Florida for spring break. Like, hey, we're young, we're good. You know, like, I mean, that it's not that, that level, but still that's what you're not supposed to be doing.
1: Yeah, and then I guess with the Major League Baseball to let that be okay, or at least have some kind of, you know, the optics of like letting that be okay, then it's not okay.
0: MLB uh, hey, MLB's not going to sanction Anything right that looks like they're putting the public health at risk. Like 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 like, like look, they got pummeled a little bit when the whole Arizona plan came out a couple weeks ago and they're talking about oh they might play in May. And everybody's like, well, where are they gonna get all these tests? MLB's not gonna do stuff that takes resources right. away from the public at large. And similarly, yes, you know, the draft is important to teams, but MLB doesn't want to do anything that's going to endanger people uh, and put people at risk just to benefit the draft. So that That's all that is. It, it's just, it's, it's it's going to be very tough, you know, for everybody yeah. until the point where people feel like you can go outside and not wear a mask and converse with people, you know, like you could have, you know, in early March. And, and I just don't know when that's going to be.
1: Yeah. I, um, we talked to Travis Radke a couple of weeks ago and, You know, besides social distancing by just staying at home, he was uh, he's able to go to the complex. He lives in Arizona and throw a bullpen two day uh, twice a week. So, you know, they are I'm sure pulling all they're pulling out all the stops on precautions. But um, real quick on, on the British baseball. So he's on the Oxford. He's the captain of the Oxford baseball team. Yeah, they,
0: it was it's kind of cool when he first went over there two years ago. Yeah, you know, he, he he loves playing baseball. Like you know, we we come from a, it's a pretty big high school. Um, that you know, he wasn't good enough to play in high school. He bloomed a little late physically, but you know, he just like, oh, i would be fun, a good way to meet some people. And um, you know, he's actually <laughs> it's kind of amazing. He's done a lot with it. Um, he 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 you know, he's been reimbursed for it, thankfully, but he, he actually brought a pitching machine over. We helped bring part of it over like way to bring it over in pieces. He's really upgraded the team, their equipment, their, their, their practices. And I mean, they went, they won the fall championship. They were 15 and zero. they, they lost the spring championship last year in the final game in the last inning, pretty tough loss, but they, they won the fall championship and they, if I have this right, I don't know if anybody in English college baseball is listening, and they'll correct me. But uh, they beat the final—the teams that were in the Final Four last year, they beat all of them this year as well. They were undefeated. Uh. So they probably would have been the spring champion. They, they did just beat their arch-rival Cambridge a couple weeks earlier. Uh, very loaded team. Uh, they, they had some Asian pitchers. They had a, a pitcher who, um, who was over there for a year, D3, kid from uh, Williams— uh you know real really just a team and i mean it's it, it's nice you know they got some he got some sponsor help get some sponsorships and i don't know if he'll ever play officially for them again cuz he might be done at oxford now but um but he he definitely helped upgrade the team they 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 really built it into something nice and i it was nice. i was not i got to go over in november um and watch them play a couple games in the fall
1: that's fantastic. I follow the British Baseball Federation. It's the national governing body of baseball in Great Britain. And a couple other, like, city – I don't know if they're – I guess it must be record teams. Have city,
0: they have city teams during the summer. Yeah. And then they have the the colleges play. And, like, you know, look, the level of competition at the various colleges, you know, can, can really vary. But it's interesting. You know, and what's cool for me is, like, when I was over there in – I guess we were over there in January – And they, I don't think they played the weekend we were there, but we brought over part of the pitching machine. So I was bringing it to them, and we were setting it up the, the building, the, like the little field house that they were, um, in like where their equipment is and all the various teams of equipment, I believe is right next to the track where Roger Bannister ran the four minute mile. That was pretty cool. Like, as I was like talking to him, I was like, like I was looking, I was like, is this the track? where ran it and like, there's i think there's a plaque or something i was like so it was here so i was like wow like that's that's pretty cool so and and well also the big thing too they um they actually got recognized as a a sport you know it was more of a club team right in right. the past now they got full recognition uh as a, a official you know team of, of oxford so that was that was kind of cool too it's, it's cool from a baseball standpoint and it's also cool like i've told him like when you're you know applying for jobs, like this is a nice little narrative here about how you did all these various things to help build the program and leave it a lot better than, than you did. And and then we'll, we'll stop talking about that. But I was going to say the other offshoot of that, which was crazy is he has dual citizenship because my wife's family, our grandfather came over from Switzerland. He actually pitched in a game for the Swiss national team last summer too. So that was, that was oh. pretty crazy. So I, I, my, my, my standard line Donovan is that he got the high school baseball career. He always wanted right. <laughs> you know, it's been kind of cool. He's had, he's had a lot of fun with it. So. That
1: is fantastic. Like I, and I follow a lot of those those city teams, and you know, during the summer, they're they're wreck guys, and they, you know, they're hitting tee ball. You know, they're hitting off the tee in like gymnasiums, and bless their hearts for the city guys because they're you know they look like us wreck guys playing ball, just really yeah.
0: bad swings. There's just no. Yeah. <laughs> Really? Yeah, like I think I think the city team's get a lot of the college guys cuz he he played for Oxford City team okay. last summer and I think he was actually they were going to start a second team this summer but like I don't even know when he's going back over there at this point. I mean, he's he's working on his thesis. So the nice thing is he doesn't have to take exams. Um as a graduate student but he he has to finish his thesis which coincidentally or not coincidentally is actually on the the economics of the baseball drafts so oh
1: wow that's that's fantastic so where so where do you think the Potters will go in the draft are they going to go last year they went you know the year before they went very arm heavy or pitcher heavy this year it seemed they went uh, you know with CJ Abrams and the uh, more of the toolsy guys um, do you see him going back to pitching or
0: um, you know, I, I, think it's like a lot of teams will tell you this and I, I think the Potteries are all about ceilings and I think they're taking the best available player. I don't think it's, um, I, I, you know, it's not going to be, uh, you know, Hey, we're targeting college pitcher versus high school outfielder or whatever. I, I think they'll line it up, you know, they're picking eighth, right? Is yeah. It eighth? Yeah. Like that's how you, line up your eight players and you pick whoever, whoever gets to you at eight, you know, you pick the highest guy on your board. Um, you know, I do think there's a lot of college bats who probably go ahead of them. It's a deep year of college pitching. If, if I had to bet, I think the most likely thing would be a college pitcher. Cause I think the very best college bats will go off the board. And there's a lot of good college pitchers. I mean, if it's a high school guy, like it's probably, it would probably be a high school outfielder from Florida named Zach Veen. I don't think any high school pitchers go that high. Necessarily, but college pitcher would probably be my best bet.
1: Okay, so just today, John Heyman, uh, Anderson Espinoza changed uh, representation and he tweeted out that he was looking good. Have you heard anything about Anderson Espinoza and his rehabbing?
0: I have not. Okay. Um, I don't, you know, the Potteries are not the team. I do the top 34. Um, we know Mike but- is. I mean- <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Mike. Yeah, Mike Rosenbaum definitely is. I mean, and, well, and AJ he does it with AJ Casavell because you know AJ is one of the beat writers who does the top thirty, and, and Mike helps him with it. But um, but yeah, it's um, I I have not. I mean, that would be great news. I mean, yeah. it's it's a shame what's happened to him. Um, th- that would be great news. But I, ha- I haven't heard anything about Anderson Espinoza. All right. Well,
1: we, we really appreciate you uh, talking to us. We're now going to switch it up now and go into quarantine questions. But first,
0: okay. you, so you tweeted today
1: that your wife had a dream that you were hiding the Clorox.
0: No, <laughs> no, no, not that I was hiding. It's like she – we woke up this morning. We are getting ready to take out the the, the, the four golden retrievers, and uh, she she said – She was telling me that she had this dream about me last night. I'm like, oh, that sounds interesting. And the dream was that I had (laughs) gone to the store and I found this, like, (laughs) undiscovered, you know, cache of of Clorox disinfectant wipes. And I was like, oh, that's, I'm glad, you know, it's great. That's, that's how you think of me. That, right. That's the dream. <laughs> well, but, uh, and I did go to the store today and I did not find any Clorox disinfectant wipes. So but in her dreams, it was only a dream.
1: You were providing for the family. What was more important, you know, the hot, steamy, you know, romantic dream you your hoping for or the, yeah. like, the
0: Clorox wipes? Yeah, exactly. The, the Clorox <laughs> wipes are a lot, lot harder to get a hold of these days. So. <laughs>
1: Oh, that's so funny. Okay, so here's the here's here's what's going on. You're gonna I'm gonna ask you these questions, and you're gonna answer them, uh, thinking about what's happening in Jonathan Mayo's house. Okay? okay. So in the in the Mayo household, who goes out and does the shopping?
0: You know, I, I'm gonna bet that they they share that duty. Um, uh, you know, him and his wife Sarah. I, I'm gonna bet that they share that duty, just depending on who's busiest or 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 whatever.
1: Okay. How much weight has he gained uh since the quarantine?
0: You know, Jonathan, you know, is a I I say a vegetarian, he's a pescatarian. I guess he eats fish, but he's not a guy who I mean, Jonathan eats pretty healthy, and I would also think that while this stuff, you know, has been going on for the last month or so, like everybody's eating out a lot less. So I I'm going to say that, that if anything, I, if Jonathan's weight has changed, I would bet he would have, you know, maybe lost a couple of pounds.
1: Uh, okay, well, he also said that you would lost pounds walking the dogs. That you had like the pack of animals.
0: <laughs> who did he say would do the shopping in our household? Oh,
1: who, who, he said you. Uh, he um, he mentioned your wife Anne, but he said you would be, and you would be doing it in like a full hazmat suit, like Homer Simpson in The Simpsons.
0: Not quite hazmat suit, but I, I do I do wear a mask, and it's interesting. My wife, she like like worries more than me. I, I don't say, I don't think I worry less about this, but it would bother her more to go to the grocery store. If there were people not wearing masks. Okay. So I, I'm glad to do it to reduce the stress on her. It was, it was interesting. We were talking about going today. And cause we were getting low on, we needed to kind of replenish some meat in the house. We were getting low on meat and I had some calls I was supposed to make for the draft. And, um, and, she, and I was like, ah, I'm kind of waiting for this guy to call me back. I can't go right now, maybe in a couple hours. And, and it was interesting. I just saw she's like, OK, maybe I could go. And I could I, could, I just looked at her face and she was like, like, and I was just like, just let me go. I'll go in a couple hours and it'll be fine because it, it would it, she would she would it would bother her a lot more to go there just thinking about the risk of, of getting sick.
1: You know, it's funny. I, in the very beginning of all this, I wasn't taking it serious. Like, this is several weeks ago when we weren't having lockdown, but my wife's like, You got to wipe down everything, you got to clean everything. And I'm like, I'm fine. Like, hundreds of thousands of years of evolution, I'm going to survive this. Um, and then quickly got in line with that. Uh, okay, so who do you think picks the shows they watch over in the Mayo household?
0: Um, I, I, I. Bet it's pretty even. I, Jonathan's not the type of guy who's just gonna like pound his fist on the table and demand it. I, I would say it's 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 a democratic uh, process over there.
1: You're letting him off easy. He he wasn't tough on you, but he certainly wasn't a he certainly wasn't light. Who has the worst? Well, I already asked who has the worst eating habits. Okay, so what are some of the shows do you think they watch over at the uh, Mayo household?
0: That's a good question because we don't talk a lot about TV and like. Just for in our house, my wife and I have a lot of the same tastes and stuff, so it's not like it's an either or type of thing. Um, I will say this: I'll bet that the that Jonathan and his wife probably watch more highbrow stuff than we do. And I don't mean that like he's snobby, but like Jonathan's Jonathan would be more apt to like watch a documentary or like a high quality drama. Um, you know, like a an artsy type of thing, maybe. That, yeah. That
1: we... Something like out, like Outlander from HBO. I think it's Outsider from HBO, or maybe Downton yeah, Abbey. I don't know.
0: Did he, did he say that? Is that what they're watching? What did What did he tell you? <laughs>
1: what? God, he well, he told me what I kind of can't remember what he said. You guys would be watching. Um, he said it would be. Uh, God, I, I just can't remember, and I'm so sorry you're not gonna be able to listen to his answers before you, uh before he hears yours. Um.
0: But, <laughs> but yeah, we were like we, it's funny. We've actually both been busy because you know she runs a small business, their, their family business, and we've been actually pretty busy at, at MLB Pipeline. So we haven't watched a ton, but like we watched the other day, we watched, um, we watched Killing Eve was back.
1: Yeah, like, we watched uh, it last couple, night.
0: We watched that last night or two nights ago, whenever that was. Um, we watched. We both love the old show, Wise Guy. And that's actually on IMDb TV. So we watched the pilot of Wise Guy. We had recently plowed through all the seasons of Veronica Mars. Um, wow! But yeah, um, but that's what we've watched recently over here.
1: Interesting. So okay. we
0: watch Survivor. We like Survivors. Big so we've Survivor been fan. up with a season of Survivor.
1: Okay. So what is the one thing that Jonathan does that annoys his wife?
0: Hmm. And I'll tell you what he said about
1: yours first.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't know what because like I just I, like neither of us like, I've worked there for six years, but like, he lives in Pittsburgh, I'm in Chicago, right, so it's right. not like we've interacted. So I don't know Sarah that well. Um, I'm just thinking here of Jonathan. Um,
1: okay, so what he said to you? So what
0: he, here's what I'll say: not that it's been an issue, like I, I'm having a hard time coming, I will say maybe Jonathan becomes impatient.
1: Ah. Uh, Okay.
0: Did he tell you what, what? what he did he tell you the correct answer?
1: Yeah. Well, he told me what he thinks your wife would be annoyed about you, and okay. it, it was that you talk to scouts for too long. Like you'd be on talking to a scout for like four hours, and
0: <laughs> that's you know what's funny. She's pretty understanding with that because she understands it's part of my job. But I do know my it, it, that has annoyed my youngest daughter a few times. That like I've been on my you know like like even on Saturday. I was on the phone for about six hours straight for three calls, and my youngest daughter thought that was ridiculous on a weekend <laughs> I have explained to her though I mean she's eighteen, so it's not like she's real tiny, but I've explained right. that once we get our draft top 150 up some point next week and get over the hump of that, like it will I like then I think we're gonna be looking for things to fill our work time' <laughs> uh, it's like, like we'll expand to two hundred after that. But it's not like you like it's nobody's playing games. So it's right, like right. I'm getting 99% of that information right now as I'm working on the 150 because it's 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 not going to change.
1: Okay, so you have here's the last one. You have to pick four people he would pick to be quarantined with. Now he only came up with three. So if you got three, great. But if you can give me four, give me
0: four. Ah, oh, I'll blow this. Ah. I... It could be historical like, figures, it could be a player, it could be anyone. Yeah, you know, I'm just trying to think, like, uh, I'll, 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 you know, Jonathan loves his Pittsburgh. I'll, I'll throw some Roberto Clemente in there. All right, all right. Um, you know, Jonathan's very political. Like, I'm trying to think who the perfect political person will be. I'll throw Barack Obama in there for Jonathan.
1: All right, a little intellectual, um, fine, that's
0: good. Um... I mean, <laughs> he's a funny guy. I was thinking maybe George Carlin. Yeah, like I, I don't. That's a tough one. Like I, I, I'd almost say that Jonathan would want to be quarantined with Trump just to keep him away from everybody else. <laughs> but I also think that Jonathan would not be able to tolerate that. So I don't know. I, I, I I'm, I'm struggling. I'm struggling. I'm struggling that one.
1: You know, I always do this. I always have these interview questions that no one... I ask 18-year-olds, you know, what was your first job? You know, and their prospect, they're like, uh, it was baseball. I'm like, oh, yeah, no, who, duh. Um, okay, one more, and I don't... He had to, like, ask well, about who, this who, as well.
0: Who, who would I want to be quarantined with, according
1: to Jonathan? Oh, my... I should have wrote these things down. I, I do not remember. It was, um... Oh, you're a Minnesota guy. So, um, John Daniels?
0: Oh, John Manuel? Uh, John yeah, Manuel. John Manuel. That would would have been a guy I would have picked, yep. Um, God, I just couldn't remember. I would probably have to pick people I knew than, you know, historical figures or celebrities or something like that.
1: Right. You know, be aware of meeting your idols. They're not what you think they are. Okay. So what would you think Jonathan Mayo's Twitch handle would be?
0: And see, I don't even know what Twitch is.
1: So Twitch (laughs) – he said the same thing, and, and believe me, I, since I'm on social media, I know what it is. I don't play video games, but it's where guys stream. They're playing video games, uh, stream live.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I, like mine would probably. I mean, I use the same handle for everything, so mine would just <laughs> JCallis three. That's um, what he said. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, like that just. Uh... Just like every, like, I don't even play that many fantasy sports, but but for years, and it still is, the, the I play a lot more fantasy football than anything. My team is always Beavis. Like, it's it just, it's been Beavis forever. So like, <laughs> yeah, like, Jonathan used to have, I think his Twitter handle, and it used to be a pain when Twitter was only 140 characters and you had to, like, mention his Twitter handle and tweet, was like Jonathan b 3 which I think was, like, big ball beautiful. <laughs> So maybe it was like Jonathan Mayo B three or whatever it was like, like maybe that would be his handle.
1: Well, he also for the, for the eating thing, I forgot he, uh, it's Passover. So he's not eating a lot right now. Well, that's a good point too. Well, Jim, we really appreciate you taking the time, um, and having fun with us in the quarantine questions and, and talking the draft, uh, just stay safe, stay healthy, and uh, I'm going to stay optimistic with you in hoping the season uh, starts up somehow, some way. And if, if maybe if the postseason makes its way to Petco Park uh, and you find the time, you come out here to Petco Park, um, I'd love to buy you a beer. I don't drink, but I'd love to buy you a beer.
0: Yeah, that would be, I'd, I'd love to be in a situation where we could go to a game. That would be great. Um, maybe see Mackenzie Gore pitching yeah. for the Padres. That would be very exciting. Um, but yeah, no, that would be great. You Stay safe on your end and yeah, you know, I mean, that's, I mean, doing podcasts like this, I mean, if I'm a Padres fan, I mean, this is a nice, you know, pleasant diversion, you know, I don't have to think about the coronavirus and yeah. can, can think about my baseball team and, uh, and so keep up the good work.
1: Yeah, appreciate
0: it. Hi, I'm Dr. Travis
2: Ehlers, and I'm a certified chiropractic sports physician, been in practice for 14 years, and I'm located at Oasis MD in Mira Mesa. I see patients Anywhere from the weekend warrior to professional athletes, all the way to kids, pregnant women, basically anyone that has musculoskeletal conditions. So if you want any more information or would like to uh, see a chiropractor, you can locate me at 844-627-4763. That's my office number. Otherwise, you can get more information on my website, www.dr.com. TravisEilers.com. Otherwise, um, I have social media: Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. So just uh, look up my name, Dr. Travis Eilers.
1: Welcome to Quarantine Questions. We just heard from what Jim Callis thinks is happening in his colleague Jonathan Mayo's household. And now I'm joined by Jonathan Mayo to hear what he thinks is going on in the Callis home. Welcome, Jonathan.
2: Oh, okay. So I had this completely wrong. I thought I was answering for myself. I'm answering for Jim what's happening in in Callis land. Got it.
1: Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. So who do you think goes shopping?
2: I think Jim goes shopping. He puts on a hazmat suit <laughs> and he goes and, and uh he, he goes and does I, I kind of picture him as like uh Homer Simpson in the in the intro to the Simpsons when he's got the whole
1: <laughs> Yeah That's Jim Kelse. Absolutely.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: How much weight has he gained?
2: I don't think he's gained any anyway. weight. He's got like seventy two dogs and he's gotta walk them all the time.
1: <laughs> well that kinda goes into my next question then. Who has the worst eating habits? You or Jim?
2: You know, normally I would say him, but it may be me now. I I, I will. I have one disclaimer that it's Passover right now, so like, okay, the the mots is just you know it's so it's bad, right? It's really really <laughs> bad right now, man.
1: <laughs> okay, in the Callous household, who do you think picks the shows that they watch?
2: Oh, and Callous picks everything they watch. Oh,
1: really? Okay. So what shows are, I are they watching? <laughs>
2: um. Well, you know, I happen to know that he was really into the sh- the show Cobra Kai. Okay, it's it was like a, which I wasn't aware of, but I needed to check out. It's like um, it's on
1: YouTube, right? It's it's like yeah, Cobra, yeah. It's, it's Karate Kid it's the, now. Yeah, but it's the
2: as grownups, it's Danny and um, the bad guy, William Zabka, the blonde guy yeah, guy. yeah, but as grown-ups, but they're not karateing anymore. So I don't, I, I don't really know. I know that he said he was waiting to watch the next. So I know that he was into that and. I don't know. He strikes me as a cartoon guy.
1: Oh, maybe some Fs for family, maybe he's Sure. He's shaking his head, he doesn't know. I okay. have some SpongeBob. I don't really know. <laughs> okay, what is the one thing he does that you think annoys his wife?
2: Oh man, I can't answer that question.
1: Um the one thing
2: that he does he spends four hours on the phone with a scout
1: at a time. Ah, uh, okay. Besides his family, you have to pick four people he thinks he would be he would pick to be quarantined with four people that he would want to be quarantined with yeah John Manuel
2: okay. now with the Minnesota twins you know former baseball America writer absolutely three more um Mackenzie Gore <laughs> absolutely good pick um man I'm trying to think of like his like musical taste at least it well do his current do his at least one more golden retriever not in his house,
1: wow, so that makes like nine dogs right Just yeah like...
2: we, I, there are four right now, one of them is his <laughs> sons, and uh I need one more oh man, one more that uh, for Jim cows to be quarantined with uh, um.
1: Man, I'm drawing
2: a blank. Historical figure, yeah. Like it should be like I'm trying to think of somebody that he would like, but but I don't want to like pick someone randomly because like sure, yeah, (laughs) sure he'd be quarantined with Martin Luther King (laughs) or Branch Rickey or
1: or someone like that, right?
2: But I can't. I'm I'm literally
1: (laughs) completely
2: coming up with nothing. So three.
1: All right, there it is. Three. I one of them's a dog. (laughs) It's really two and a dog. Okay, bonus question, I'll get you out of here real quick and we really appreciate you doing this. What would his Twitch handle be if he had a Twitch
2: account? I don't even I don't even know what that what's I don't even know what Twitch is. So
1: Twitch is what the kids are using to uh, to videotape and stream their game playing. So right now MLB is doing the like the Twitch tournament uh, with yes, all the yes, players.
2: Yes, yes, I okay. I actually they did a Saturday like a Saturday night live skit about that last week and I had to ask my kids. So I'm like, I don't know what <laughs> Twitch is, but um and I clearly didn't commit it to memory. Uh, I think it would be. Uh, I think he, he he would just go big and be people. People need to know who he is. so It would just be the Jim Callis, G-
1: not Prospect Daddy Callis or anything like that. No, no. I think he's just like he's not fancy
2: enough to do that. So I think he would just be. He may just be Callis. Right. You know? <laughs>
1: well, hey, I yeah. will appreciate you taking the time to do this.